Stephen was against the wall. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the was like, good morning. Let's uh, let's begin. So we left off. Today's daf is Yud Aleph. We left off on Yud Amud Beis the Mishnah. So we'll say another another interesting set of Mishnayos today. Haomer, Haomer lechulin sheochalacha. So I'll say if a person says lechulin sheochalacha. Now let's let's take a look over here at the run. So the first run of the Mishnah lechulin sheochalacha leba lekasher ledachi. See, it's kulu kulu. The Rashi is kulu. Now, so says Duran, all of these are to be read with a patach under the lamid. So in other words, it's not lechulin, but rather it's lochulin. Or more specifically, we're going to see umishum hachi asar, dimishtoi lochulin ela carbon. So we'll say, so says Durash, what the what this Mishnah means to say is like this. Haomer lechulin, which really means lo chulin sha'ochalacha, which Rabosai means that that which I am that which I eat of yours is not chulin for me. Rabosai, now what does that mean? If it's not chulin for me, then what is it? Then by definition it's hekdish. Then by definition it's consecrated. So lo chulin sha'ochalacha, what I what I eat from you is not chulin, but rather again it's consecrated. Is again a lushan of neder. Similarly, lo kosher. That right, lo That which I eat of yours is not kosher, which again indicates to us. So remember, if that which I eat of yours is not kosher, which is another way of saying it's asr to me. Below dachi, that which I eat of yours is not clean to me. Tahar, I must say tar would be the same thing. Lo tahar, that which I eat of yours is not tar to me. I.e., is prohibited to me. Vitame, or that which I eat of yours is tame. In other words, again, prohibited to me. Nosar upigol, or that which I eat of yours is nosar, or that which I eat of yours is pigol. Both say, remember again, nosar means if you have a particular carbon, and the carbon has a has a particular a limited window of consumption. After that window of consumption has ended, that carbon becomes pigol. Pigol is called the leftover. That, excuse, that's nosar. Pigol, however, again, is when the coin's doing the aboda. If he has an erroneous machshava. That renders the carbon unfit, totally disqualifies the carbon. So in all these cases, Rabbi say if you went ahead and you used any of these lashonos, so you've made, or you've, you've prohibited the item. Now let's take a look at the run just for one moment again. He says, halami Hey, Yosef and Yoezer, skip down a little bit. He says, Now, both say, what the Ran says, what the Gemara is introducing us to us over here is the concept of Hatfasa. Hatfasa means that when you have something that is prohibited, and you take something that is permitted, and your matzos, in other words, you attach it to something that is prohibited, of course, not literally attach it, but more conceptually attach it, so that gives the permitted item the status of the prohibited item. So, for example, if I go ahead and I say, you know, let's, uh, I say, I say, 
Right, lo lechulin. The your your stuff should not be like chulin to me. I it should be like a carbon. What I'm doing is I'm attaching the item, your items, to a carbon. I'm being matvises. Or for example, nosar. I say your stuff should be like nosar to me. Nosar is prohibited. We'll get into this more a little bit later on. Nosar is prohibited. I'm attaching your items, so to speak, to nosar. So therefore, again, your items become asher to me. This is all the concept of hatfasa. So he goes on. Ki'imra, first wide line in the Mishnah. Ki'imra, similarly, if a person says that, interesting enough, that I say your, your, your object should be like a sheep to me. And I'm about saying, if you take a look, if you take a look at, okay. if you take a look at, if you take a look at the Ran, and I'm about saying, in this case over here, the Ran is on the second, is on Yudalaf Amad Aleph. So the Ran, take a look at the Ran, it's actually all the way down on Yudalaf Amad Aleph. Ki'imra, you see that? Ki'imra. So the Ran says, Kiseh shall karban. So if a person says, a person says that this I say to Ruvain, my your stuff should be Ki'imra, like a sheep. So we assume that what does it mean if I say your item should be like a sheep to me? That means like a sheep of a carbon. That I'm assuming that what I'm saying is your items, your objects should be like sacrificial items to me. Distam nedarim lahachmir. So we'll say again, if I, if I say your object should be like a sheep to me, the assumption is I'm talking about a sacrificial sheep. Similarly, if we go ahead and we say kidirim, uh, I'm sorry, kidirim. So we'll say kidirim, a deer is like a pen. So if I say your object should be to me like a deer, like a pen, so again the Ran says on your from the Aleph, Kikarbano Shebadirim. That means I'm making your object like sacrificial animals that are in the pen. And remember, there was a pen by the base Hamikdash compound in which they would keep animals that could be sold for sacrificial purposes. Therefore, I'm saying that animals should be like a sacrifice. Ke'etzim, if I say your object should be like wood onto me. So what does Eitzim mean? So again, the Ran says Ke'etzim. Kishnei Gizre Eitzim Shaya Orech Agabi Maracha. This refers to the this refers to the wood that was on the Mizbeach. Ke'ishim. I say your stuff should be like fire onto me. The assumption again is that that refers to the fire of the Mizbeach. Kimizbeach, if I say your object should be like the Mizbeach onto me, or Kehechal, your object should be like the Hechal of the Beis HaMikdash onto me, or Kirushalayim, or again I say your object should be like Yerushalayim onto me. Nadar Be'echad Nekom Mizbeach, or for that matter, I used, I made a nether using one of the utensils of the Mizbeach. So I say, you know, your, your, your property should be like uh, the calf, the should be like the ladle onto me. Remember, the calf was used for the Ketores. She should be like the ladle onto me. So what's Tavacha? Afapi, Shalohiskir Karban. So we're saying all of these cases, even though there was no explicit mention of Karban, Hare Ze Nadar the Karban. In all of these situations, I both say this is considered as if a person made a nether bahatfasa by linking the by linking the prohibited item with some type of sacrificial So I was saying all of these cases, these words by themselves are innocuous, but when stated in the context of a nether are assumed to refer to some type of sacrificial aspect. And therefore, if I say, your property should be to me like a sheep, like a pen, like wood, like fire, like the Mizbeach, like the Heichal, like Yerushalayim, or like a, one, of the, one of the utensils of the Mizbeach, it's Hatfasa, I'm linking your object with one of the items, with a, with a carbonic type of item, and therefore, again, it creates a Chaloshin nether. And then what? And then it's also to me. Then it's us, just like a carbon or any of these items are technically us to me. Therefore, remember again, I will say the whole point of view is I'm trying to create 
a prohibition upon myself to your property. I'm not, I want to take a nether against using your property. So the verbiage I'm using over here are these, I'm, I'm, instead of saying hare like carbon, I'm using one of these other words. The chiddush of the Mishnah is these words essentially link, these words are each linked to carbonos in their own distinct way. And therefore, if I make a nether using one of these terminologies, your property becomes prohibited upon me. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Ha'omer Yerushalayim, Amar Klum. On the other hand, Rabbi Huda says, if you just say Yerushalayim, you just say your property is Yerushalayim to me, then that is a meaningless statement. And the Ran again comments, he says, Om Yerushalayim, Amar Klum, Mishum, Dilo Amar Ki Yerushalayim. So in the previous part of the Mishnah, if you remember again, he said Ki Yerushalayim. If I say your property should be like Yerushalayim to me, that is a meaningful statement because I'm actively linking your property to Yerushalayim. But which, which again, and the assumption over there is I'm linking it to the Kiddusha of Yerushalayim or simply to the Kiddusha of the Beis HaMikdash. But again, if I just say Yerushalayim, then that by definition, again, is a meaningless statement. Top of Yud Aleph. Savruha, my l'chulin. So the Gemara understands. So what does it mean, l'chulin? Lo l'chulin lehabi ela karbam. So what the Mishnah means, and this we saw on the run already, that lachulin really means, is a contraction. Lachulin means lo lachulin. Your property should not be chulin onto me. Rather, it should be a carbon. So money masnisin. Whose opinion does our Mishnah reflect? E Rabbi Meir, if you want to say it's Rabbi Meir, lesle michlal lav ata shomeahin. I will say now, we will see, the Gemara is going to teach us in just a moment, that there's an interesting discussion in general when it comes to a tenai, or any type of, of we'll call it binding, <coughs> binding statements. That we know that the paradigm for, let's say, a tenai, for a condition, is b'nei gad and b'nei ruvain. That when, that when b'nei gad and b'nei ruvain want to stay in the Aver of the Yardin, they want to stay in the Transjordanian lands, Moshe Lehman says, no problem, but you have to go ahead, but you have to go ahead and... You have to go ahead and uh, fight for Klal Yisrael, and you have to go ahead and help them get settled in the land. So what happens? So so but, so Moshe Rabbeinu phrases it in the positive and the negative. So Moshe Rabbeinu goes in and says, if you go ahead and if you go ahead and you if you fight for Klal Yisrael, then you'll be able to settle the land. But if you don't fight for Klal Yisrael, you will not settle the land. Now, the fact that the Moshe Rabbeinu had to phrase it in both the positive and the negative indicates to us that any time you want to create a binding condition, it must be phrased in the positive or the negative. Now, the truth is, that's the source of dispute. Not everybody agrees with that. So watch this. So the Gemara says like this. So you're telling me now, if I go ahead and I say to Ruvain, 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 lo lechulin nechaseich, right? Your property will not, is not chulin onto me. So we're saying, so what does that really mean? That your property is not chulin to me, rather, what is your property? Your property is kodesh onto me. In other words, I can't get any benefit from it. So the Gemara says, well, whose opinion is reflected in this Mishnah? Can't be Rabbi Meir, why? Because Rabbi Meir does not hold that you could infer a negative from a positive, or a positive from a negative. This none. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, because Rabbi Meir says any condition that is not like the condition of B'nei Gan and B'nei Ruvain, i.e., it doesn't explicitly state the positive and the negative, Eno Tanai is not the proper Tanai. So, so therefore, again, I will say the fact that the Mishnah is saying that I could infer that something is Kodesh, something is consecrated, and therefore, when I say consecrated, you understand, something is prohibited to me from the Lushan of Lo Chulin, right? It's not Chulin, and therefore, I'm referring from that, but 
it is Kodesh unto me, that inference cannot be made according to Rimeir, because Rimeir does not hold that when it comes to binding statements that we can infer anything. According to Rimeir, in order for a statement to be binding, what has to happen? It has to be explicit. So rather, it must be Rabbi Huda. But here's the problem, because apparently, again, by Tanai Rabosai, Rabbi Huda holds that you do not need love and hain. Uh, Rabbi Huda holds that Lamaisi, you could just, all you need to do is articulate one side of the Tanai, and the other side is immediately understood. So the Gemara says, Ema say, but here's the, so must Rabbi Huda. Say, Ema say, but here's the problem. If you look at the end of the Mishnah, Rabbi Huda Omer, Ha'omer Yerushalayim lo Omer Klum. Rabbi Huda said that if both say, if you just make this statement, your property is like Yerushalayim to me, that you have not said anything. Now, Bosai says the Gemara, me the safe Rabbi Huda, Reishalav Rabbi Hudahi. Now, in general, there's a stylistic idea that if somebody is quoted by name in one part of the Mishnah, that that means that that part of the Mishnah which they are quoted is their opinion, but the previous part of the Mishnah that they were not quoted in is not their opinion. So therefore, you want to tell me now that the beginning of the Mishnah is Rabbi Huda, but here's the problem. The end of the Mishnah quotes Rabbi Huda as saying that if you said Yerushalayim, you didn't say anything. Now, if the end of the Mishnah is quoting Rabbi Huda, but Pashtus, what that means is that the beginning of the Mishnah is not Rabbi Huda, to which the Gemara says, no, not necessarily, Kula Rabbi Hudahi. In fact, the entire Mishnah is Rabbi Huda. This is how the Mishnah should read. Shet Rabbi Huda Omer, Ha'omer Yerushalayim no Amar Klum. So I'll say, it's amazing what a little shin does, right? So the Gemara says, no, you have to read it like this. The first part of the Mishnah is Rabbi Huda, because Rabbi Huda is of the opinion of both. Say that's what? When making a time, when making a condition, you do not need to phrase the condition with both the positive and the negative. Rather, reciting the condition even in just one direction is absolutely fine. Therefore, again, if a person says, Lachulin or Lo Lachulin, that is a binding nether. And at the end of the Mishnah, it says, Shet Rabbi Huda Hayom, because Rabbi Huda used to say, so when you add in that little shin, what does that do? That says a continuation. That Rabbi Huda used to say, that, that, that Rabbi Huda used to say that if you just say Yerushalayim, that statement by itself is meaningless. And therefore, again, in fact, the entire Mishnah could reflect the view of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says, analyze this. When you say, Ki Yerushalayim, that literally I say to Reuven, your property should be like Yerushalayim to me. Is that true? Is that true that now that statement creates a binding nether, creates an iser? Vahatanya, but we learned. Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Huda says, Ha'omer ki Yerushalayim lo amar klum. But Rabbi Huda said that if a person says ki Yerushalayim, a person has not made a meaningful statement. Ad sheyidar bedavar hakari v'yerushalayim. Until what? The only time you can make a binding nether is Harabosai, is if you go ahead and you matfis your nether, you attach your nether to something that is offered in Yerushalayim. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Ad sheyidar bedavar hakari v'yerushalayim, kigon, Karbanos umenachos shekraven legabe mizbeach. So we'll say here you have the bright that says what that Rabbi Huda says. If you just go ahead and say Ruvein, your property should be to me like Yerushalayim, that is a meaningless statement. Why? Because we'll say hatfasa only works. See, we'll say what we're going to see. What's going to come out from here is something very interesting. So remember, we're dealing now with the concept of hatfasa. Hatfasa means that there's a new way to make a neder. What's the new way to make a neder? If you link your neder to something, to something that is usur already. Now here's the chap. That only works if the item to which you are linking it to also becomes usur through some type of vow or promise situation. So if so for example, if I go ahead, that's why if I say Hare Alai Karban, 
right? Or I should say it differently. If I say that Reuben, your property should be to me like a carbon. So that's like a more explicit statement. So there, how does how does an object become a carbon? It's designated, right? A person makes a statement that creates a halos shame, that creates a reality. So just like the carbon is saying that is created through my deed or through my speech, through my own actions, what I'm saying is now I'd like to create a new reality based on my actions as well, just like that one. So you, meaning hatfasa works when you link two common, two common items. Not the same item, but two common in the sense of a halachic process. That just like the carbon was made usher through designation and through a verbal appointment, so so to again, I'm making this item now usher in the same way. That's hatfasa. As we're going to see... I'm sorry? Oh, so good. We're going to see that. We're going to, excellent. We're going to see why that. We're going to see, we're going to talk about those shonos. So now, say, so now what the Gemara is saying is like this. If you just go ahead and you say, Ki Yerushalayim, so what have I really said, Rabbi? So Rabbi Huda says that Lamaisa, the way this is going to work is how. So Rabbi Huda says, therefore, if you just say Ki Yerushalayim, like Yerushalayim, that is not, go- that's a meaningless statement. Now, Rabbi saying, now here's the problem. If Rabbi Huda is saying that Ki Yerushalayim is a meaningless statement, then what? Then at the end of the day, he can't be the author of the Mishnah. Because the, author of the, because the Mishnah said that Ki Yerushalayim, if I say to Ruben, your property should be to me like Yerushalayim, that Lamaisa again, that is a proper statement to which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, So Gemara Yehuda holds that you only create Hatfasa if you link the object that you are vowing about to something that is offered in Yerushalayim, i.e. to a carbon. to which the Gemara answers, In reality, again, all of this, the entire thing is Rabbi Yehuda, to which the Gemara answers, it's a machlokes tanoim, about what Rabbi Yehuda himself actually said. Before you turn the page, Rabbi say, look at the last run on the page. So the run says, There are two different Tanah according to Rabbi Yehuda. So he writes, Tana de Masnisin Savar de Rabbi Yehuda Daito al Davar Hakar Yerushalayim. So Rabbi say, the Tana of our Mishnah, the opinion of our Mishnah, or I should say, the opinion, the 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 opinion in Rabbi Yehuda of our Mishnah holds. That when a person ma- makes any of these, lish- a person utters any of these lishonos, his intent is regarding something that is offered in Yerushalayim, i.e. Karbanos. And therefore, amar ki Yerushalayim misar. And therefore, I will say, if I say to Reuven, your property, your object should be like Yerushalayim unto me, I'm not really comparing the item to Yerushalayim. What am I comparing the item to? I'm actually, I'm actually comparing it to Karbanos that are offered in Yerushalayim. However, again, the Tana Bira, but the second Tana, which was the Tana of the Bryce that we just quoted, suffered the Daito al Itzim Ba'avanim. That literally, again, that when I say Ki Yerushalayim, so what's my intent? My intent is to talk about and to think about the actual dirt and stones of Yerushalayim. And therefore, again, such a nether will be ineffective. And until you link this item now to something that is offered, indeed, the nether will not take effect. So I'll say, there's a fundamental dispute in Rabbi Huda about how to view the vow of the item should be like Yerushalayim. Tanah Ramishnah says that when you say like Yerushalayim, that means like the karbonos that are offered in Yerushalayim, and the Tana of the Brisa holds that like Yerushalayim means the actual dirt and stones of Yerushalayim, which of course, although it's a beautiful, beautiful speech, nevertheless, again, it's not going to create any kind of nedra like Isser. Amud Beis, Tanya. Tanya. Um, okay, Tanya. Chulin, ha-chulin, ha-chulin, 
So we'll say, if a person made the following statements, a person said, remember this is all we'll say in the context of neder. So I'm taking a neder, prohibiting Ruben's items upon myself, and I say, chulin ha chulin ke chulin, your property should be chulin, chulin means, remember, mundane, unconsecrated items, ha chulin ke chulin, ben ben mutter. Ultimately, it's mutter. So whether I say chulin ha chulin ke chulin, whether I say that I will eat of yours or that I won't eat of yours, such a nether is not binding. Take a look at the Ran Rabosa for just a moment. What's the case over here? Tanya chulin ha chulin ke chulin ben sha'ochalacha ben sha'ochalacha mutter. Bisha'ochalacha pshita dishari. So I'll say, so listen to this. If I say, if I say that chulin should be the items that I eat of yours, so I will say, of course, that's not a nether because all I'm doing is what? Is affirming the fact that your stuff is not consecrated to me. But also, let's say I say like this, right? The, the stuff, your, your, your items that I will not eat of yours, or I should say, your food that I will not eat of is chulin to me, right? Is chulin to me. Or, right, is, or, so, right, your food that I will not eat of is chulin to me. So the, so the Ran says, So if I make this statement, that that which I eat of yours should be chulin, should be chulin, or that which I don't eat of yours should be chulin, should be chulin, right? This is chulin ha chulin ke chulin, right? That which I eat of yours should be chulin. So I say the assumption therefore is that maybe I can infer from that, and that which I don't eat of yours should be like hekdish. So the, Gemara, so the Gemara is saying over here that such a lav, such a nether does not work. Why? Because the Gemara is saying, we pass in Rabbi Meir, that mechla lav inata We do not infer the negative from positive. So if you're just making a statement that a stuff shall be like chulin, we don't infer about, and we don't infer anything from that particular statement. Therefore, such a nether is not binding at all. However, lechulin she'ochalacha, Excuse me, uh, but listen to this. If I say or that literally it will not be that which I eat of yours, then that will be us. So I both say, remember, that's the, that's the, sounds like the case we had in our Mishnah. That lo chulin sha'ochalacha, that which I eat of yours will not be chulin, which again sounds like we infer from here, but rather it should be hekdish. Now take a look at the Ran again. So the Ran says over here, he says, Kahi Kagir Sabarov Hanuschos, the Kash Yatuva, Lama Asr, Bahami Shumichlalav Atashomehain, Tsrichan the Mesiba, the Rabbi Meir Lesley, the Hitemolo Tsrichan Bahami Michlalav, Kavan the Amar Lo Hulin Al Karkach Carbon Havi Lessa, the Hami Shumhaki, you came to the Amas, Eastern Dokra, Meir, Ama, Philobahi, Ha, Tsrichan the Michlalav Atashomehain. So we'll say, remember, the first thing the Ran says is, wait one second, you just got finished saying that we don't infer. Right, that in order for statements to be binding, they have to be explicit. When you say, that that which I eat of yours will not be chulin. So when you say that's a binding nedra, the reason that's a binding nedra is why? Because you're inferring that when you say not for chulin, what does that mean? That means, but it will be hektish. But you just told me before that we don't infer like Rabbi Meir, and we set up the entire Mishnah reflecting the view of Rabbi Yehuda. So first of all, the Ran says there are some who take out this statement that we just read all together from the Gemara. It doesn't seem to fit over here at all. And he, therefore he says, Excuse me. Below Vav. 
But say this is interesting. So the Ran says some. So there are two different gears. So some remove this statement altogether from the Gemara over here. This whole phrase that some just remove it from here because it doesn't seem to be part of this discussion. Others take out the vav, and it doesn't say lechulin, but rather what does it say? Lechalin. Now what does that mean? Lechalin. He says he says mishumachi kamisar. Oh, I will say, if I say, if I say, that that which I eat of yours should be like the chalos, should be like the loaves. Where does that refer to? Loaves of what? Lachme toda. Lachme toda. And therefore, I will say, again, that actually is, out of all the cases we've seen today, that's actually one of the easiest. Why? Because that's explicit. Right? So if I say that your property should be like the lachme toda to me, I'm explicitly saying that your, your property should be like sacrificial items to me, and therefore, again, the mindset will be aser. So the Gemara goes weiter. L'chulin l'ochalacha. Mutter, mutter. So however, again, if he says that l'chulin l'ochalacha, then it becomes, then it's mutter. So the Gemara says, so look at the Ran again. L'chulin l'ochalacha mutter. Bain vav, bain lo vav, asi shapir kimoshin nefarish besamoch. So I'll say, so now we're going to see that this lechulin is literally again lechulin, not lechalin. Will be motor why? Reisha money, Rabbi Meir he. The less they mechlalav atos shomeyahim. I'll say, remember again, the reisha is Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir is the one who holds that we do not infer the negative from positive. Take your marshal one second. Ema sefa. Look at the end of the mishnah. Lechulin laocha lecha motor. That remember again. If he says lechulin laocha lecha, then it will be mutter. Then it will be mutter. V'hatzna, but we learned lekarban laocha lecha. Can I say if a person says if a person says lechulin laocha? Excuse me, lekarban laocha lecha. That this item will be a carbon, or I should say, for carbonic purposes, I will not eat of your stuff, or for carbon, I will not eat of yours. Rabbi Rabbi Meir Oser. Both say in that case, Rabbi Meir says that it's oser. So the Gemara says the kashilan. But how could Rabbi Meir hold that it's Asr? You see what's happening over here? According to Rabbi Meir, so you remember, the reason, remember on Amud Aleph, the reason why the Gemara chose to set up the Mishnah like Rabbi Huda was why? Because the Mishnah was giving me a couple of different phrases that I had to infer from. So for example, where the Mishnah told me before, where the Mishnah told me that Ha'omer If I say I will not, that, that, I, that which I eat of yours will not be chulin. So the Mishnah ruled that that is a valid nether. So the only way you can say that's a valid nether is how? Is how? If you infer. If you say, If you say that when you make a positive statement or a negative statement, it, either way, that you could infer something from that, that's the only way that that nether works. So if I say, that which I eat of yours will not be chulin. So if I have the license to infer from that and say, oh, what that means is it won't be chulin, but it will be carbon, that creates a binding nether. So the only way that works is if you start the Mishnah not like Rabbi Meir. Because Rabbi Meir holds that we do not say According to Rabbi Meir, for an order for any type of verbiage, whether, whether it's, whether, for any statement, whether it's a nether, whether it's a time to be binding, it must be explicit. Therefore, we have to start the Mishnah like Rabbi Huda, who holds that even non-explicit and inferred statements can be binding. Now, the Gemara single here is quoting another kasha. And now you hear Rabbi Meir on record saying that if a person says, la karban, right? Lo le karban la Literally, that which I do not eat of yours will not be a karban. So I'll say, so what's the inference from that statement? That which I will not eat of yours will not be a karban. What do you infer from that? 
that that which I do eat of yours will what? Will be a carbon. And Rabbi Meir says that such a statement works. That will say now why somebody would actually phrase a nether this way as opposed to just saying it is, is irrelevant. Remember again, our Gemara is filled with cases of, of situations where you scratch it wondering why would this ever happen. Remember, so Gemara always uses exaggerated cases in order to make a point. That's the style. That's by design of the Gemara. So therefore, again, so why, so Rabbi Meir is on record is now saying that lo l'karban, lo ocha if I go ahead and I say, this will not be a carbon, that which I will not eat of yours will not be a carbon, Rabbi Meir is on record as saying that l'maysa, it works. So the Yomar Tzavikashilon, how could that be? Ha-lesle mechlal lav But how could that be? Because remember, we do not infer, we do not infer positive statements from that which is negative. We can't infer anything. So as Rabbi Meir say that it's motor, excuse me, that it's osir. I'm sorry? When we say the ratio is referring to the ratio in the Brysa? Right? Ratio in the Brysa right now. So the Gemara says the following, but Amrabi Abba, Omar, listen to this. Naasek Omer, le karban yehei, le fichach lo ochelacha. No, the way Rabbi Meir understands that statement of Osai is what? That he's saying le karban yehei, that when he, that it's just the way Rabbi Meir understands the phrase of le karban, lo le karban lo ochelacha, he turns it around. That what that actually means is, the carbon yehei, the fichach la'ochalacha. It will be like a carbon, and therefore again, I may not eat any of your of your food. Hachanami. So the Gemara says, Hachanami hachikamali. This is what it means to say over here as well. Lo lechulin lehavi. It will not be like chulin. Rather, it will be like a carbon, and therefore I may not go ahead and eat of your stuff. So the Gemara says, Lefichal la'ochalacha. Excuse me, the chulin lahavi will be like, it's low chulin lahavi, will not be like chulin. Rather, it'll be like a carbon. Therefore, the fichach la Therefore, again, I will not eat of yours. To which the Gemara says, So Bosei, remember now, we're, we're confused as to the authorship of the Brisa. Because Bosei, we seem to be saying now it's like Rabbi Meir, but yet again, there are other pieces that contradict that assertion. To which the Gemara finally says, the truth is, the Tana holds like Rabbi Meir in one case and argues on him in a second case. He holds like Rabbi Meir in one case. He holds like Rabbi Meir in that what? In that Lamaisa. In that Lamaisa, we hold that, excuse me, that, that we don't hold that you can't infer anything. So he holds like Rabbi Meir in that in order for any type of statement to be binding, it must be explicit, and I cannot rely on any type of inferences. But yet the Tana argues in Rabbi Meir, in what case? Bikarban. In the case of, I'll say, ultimately in Karban, in the case of Lo Lekarban, right? She'ini Ochalachas. He argues on him on the case where, where, again, where Rabbi Meir will say, therefore, Lekarban Lo Ochalacha, right? That Rabbi Meir will say that case does not work because it's not explicit. Whereas the Tana will say that that case does work because the Tana understands that Lo Lekarban She'ini Ochalacha actually means that Lekarban She'ani Ochalacha. That when essentially you have this double negative that you could read, you don't have to infer anything, but rather you could reinterpret that phrase in the positive. So if I say Lo Lekarban She'ini Ochalacha, it will not be a carbon that which I do not eat of yours. Sabi Meir says, well, that's a non-explicit statement, so therefore it's not going to work, and the Tana will say, no, it will work. How will it work? Because it's a double negative. Because it's a double negative, you could interpret it as a positive. Saying what? That it will be for a carbon that which I will eat of yours. In other words, that anything that I would eat of yours is carbonically prohibited.
prohibited to me, and therefore creates a binding carbon. But I'll just show you on the side. Interest. Actually, let's do, let's do that. Ravashi. Ravashi says, "Had the Amar Lachulin." Rabbi, 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 excuse me. Rabbi, Ravashi says over here that what's the case where you're saying Lachulin? The Had the Amar Lo Lachulin. The Mashma Lo Lehavi Lachulin Ela Carbon. Ravashi says everything depends on the type of wording you use. It's interesting. If you say, it's amazing how one type of, uh, one vowel can make a difference. If you say, lechulin, so lechulin sha'ani ochalacha is a meaningless statement. Why? Because what is lechulin sha'ani ochalacha? How does that translate? You know, your property will be chulin to me. Your food will be chulin. Okay? It's no different than it is right now. But if you say, lechulin sha'ochalacha, so lechulin means what? Lo lechulin shani ochalacha that that which I eat of yours will not be chulin rather will what will be kanskin. I will say it's an incredible musar how one little vowel can make such a fun how, how much you have to be careful with your speech because how one little vowel can make such a fundamental difference. Lechulin meaningless statement. Lo lechulin or I should say lechulin means not for chulin shall be your property. I.e. shall be carbon. And ultimately, again, becomes a binding carbon. But so just before we go on, take a quick look at the ran. You see in the ran, in the wide lines, about five lines in the middle line, it says, Le'ule inyan halacha. You see that? So, first of all, the ran is a very important ran. He says, Ule inyan halacha, naktinan kerabihuda de'islei michlal lav atar shomeyahin. We paskin like Rabbi Huda who holds that in fact you can infer, that you are allowed to infer when it comes to statements and specifically that from negative statements you are permitted to infer positive statements and vice versa. So now I to point something out over here. There are instances in halacha where we hold that you need a tonight kafel, right? This double tonight, positive and the negative. But what the Ran is pointing out over here, that's not because that we are that we really pass that you need a tonight kafel. Rather, sometimes Chazal will mandate a tonight kafel. Remember, tonight kafel means a double tonight, both in positive and negative, in order to avoid confusion in certain cases. But the Ran says, in the purest form of halacha, we do not pass like Rabbi Meir, we pass like Rabbi Huda. Therefore we, are, we, we, therefore, we do infer positive from negative and negative from positive in certain statements. And I will say, that's clear. Why is that clear? Because the Mishnah explicitly says that we do. Remember, again, the phrase of lachulin creates a binding nether. What, Zuzi, why does it create a binding nether? Because lemaisa, again, we interpret lachulin as lo lachulin, and we interpret multiple other phrases also. In, it's not chulin, but rather it's a carbon. So that's lav, that's a negative statement that we're interpreting into the positive, that it should be for a carbon, meaning positive creates a prohibition, but it's, a po- it's phrased in the positive. So therefore the Ran says, we pass in like Rabbi Huda, and we say, there are times in halacha where you require a tnai kafel, but the Ran says, those are only in specific cases where Chazal looking to avoid confusion. So let's go a little bit back. Says the Gemara, Tarav, Tamei, so remember again, the Mishnah said, if I go ahead and say, if I go ahead and say that your items should be low tar, not tar, or they should be tame, or they should be no sort of pigle, all of these statements create a nether. So I say your property should not be tar to me. So what does that mean? Rather, it should be tame to me. Or if I say your property should be tame to me, or when I say property, it doesn't have property. It can be your loaf of bread, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Or your, your, your loaf of bread should be tame to me, or it should be no sir to me. All of these create a nether. Says the Gemara, Barchama, so it's an interesting case. So let's say I say, 
I say to Ruvain, Ruvain, your loaf of bread should be to me like sacrificial meat after the sprinkling of the blood. Now I will say, now remember, so what happens, now what happens after the sprinkling of the blood? The halacha is, the ikr part of a carbon is rikas damim, sprinkling of the blood. Once sprinkling of the blood has been done, carbon mission has been accomplished. Now remember also, for example, in the case of a shlamim, so shlamim, for example, has meat that is consumed by the owners, by the kohanim, and on the mizbeach. And after the sprinkling of the blood is when I, the owner, am permitted to go ahead and eat the meat. So this is an interesting shaila. So let's say I say to Ruvain, Ruvain, your loaf of bread should be to me like the sacrificial meat of shlamim after the sprinkling of the blood. So the Gemara says, Mahu, right? So what is the status of such a nether? Now, the truth is, this is not a kasha. Because if this is the lashon you're using, then what? There is no prohibition that is created. Why? Because the hatfasa, you are linking, I am linking Ruvain's loaf of bread to what? To an item that is permitted, right? Because remember, the meat after the sprinkling of the blood is fundamentally permitted. So the rather, what's the case? Ella kegon de machis basar gabe. So rather, we'll say, what do I do? I go ahead and I go ahead and I take the loaf of bread, right? Ruvain's loaf of bread, and I put it on top of. Or I should say, it doesn't have to be that I place it, but let's say that I take I take the sacrificial meat and I put it next to umachis datera gabe, and I place it next to the loaf. Va'amar ze kaze, and I say this one should be like this one. This one should be like again. Remember, same case, the meat. It's the meat of the shlamim after the Zrikas Hadamim, and I place it next to the permitted loaf, and I say, this one should be like this one. This loaf should be to me like this one. So what's, so what's, the, what's the impact of that statement? My, bi'ikara kamatvis, oh, betera kamatvis. So I'll say, here's the fundamental shayla. Am I saying that the loaf should be like the meat as it is now, and therefore if I'm linking it to the meat as it is now, then what's the status of the loaf? Permitted, right? Why? Because remember, this is sacrificial meat after after the sprinkling of the blood, and I'm permitted to eat it. In which case, I have not created chaloshem Israel. Or am I? When I say this one could be should be like this one, I'm linking the bread to what? To what the sacrificial meat was in its essence. What was it in its essence? It was carbonic meat, and therefore perhaps I'm linking it to the state of this meat prior to the zrikas hadamim. If I'm linking the loaf to the status of this meat prior to the sprinkling of the blood, what was the status of the meat prior to the sprinkling of the blood? It was usher, it was carb, it was, it was sacrificial meat, uh, off limits to everyone. And therefore, perhaps I'm linking the loaf to that. So I will say that's the fundamental shayla. So if I say, remember, if I'm explicit and I say this loaf should be like the meat after the sprinkling of the blood, so that's very explicit, that's clear. I'm linking the loaf to something absolutely permitted. But if, again, I say zekhazeh, this one should be like this one, the shayla is what state of meat am I referring to? Present state, in which case, again, the meat is permitted, loaf is permitted, or past state, in which the meat was prohibited from a sacrificial standpoint, and therefore the loaf is prohibited as well. I will say, I'm going to leave off with this question, Amir Tzashem. We will answer it tomorrow.